Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Welcome to the No Snob Wine Podcast. In this episode, we are continuing our deep dive series with three white varieties, Chardonnay, Sauvignon Blanc, and Pinot Grigio. We'll discuss what to expect from these grapes, how to enjoy them, and offer some classic and unusual food suggestions. Chuck features a Pinot Grigio from Italy, and I share a Chardonnay from Argentina. So Chuck, for this episode, we're going to look at three of the most popular white grapes. I think in the future episodes of the series, we'll do some more exotic stuff. So get going with Chardonnay. Talk to me about your favorite Chardonnays. Well, they have to be unoaked for sure. Agreed. That's a start. Yep. Yeah. Um, cool climates usually. I think, I don't know if people are sick of us talking about this yet, but you know, when, when Chardonnays get oaked, they just, they can just take over. It's so much, they call them buttery or vanilla, vanilla they're heavy, heavy. Is vanilla E a word? I'm not sure, but it makes sense. It it just it masks everything. All you can taste is the oak, in my opinion. Yeah, and I just don't find that grape it like white grape and oak go terribly well together. I don't love it. Yeah. I, I don't. So I just it. stay away from it, basically. It all, Chardonnay's great if it doesn't touch the oak. It's It can be very fruity and alive. But as soon as you, you hit it with that barrel, it just, to me, it gets dull, heavy, bland. Right. And one-sided. Agreed. Agreed. Oh, it's grown all over the world, which is pretty popular. This is very this, popular. Is this yeah. the Cabernet Sauvignon of white grapes? I, I, think, I think so. Yeah. 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 It's heavily grown in France, which is interesting because a lot of French table wine doesn't declare the grape on the label it just says where it's from but not i you know i gotta be careful if i say most but a lot of french white table wine is it's chardonnay Mm -hmm. but they don't Well, people think bordeaux is very fancy but what's a bordeaux it's merlot and cabernet and a few others call it bordeaux in in france right? yeah yeah and they just call it bordeaux which yes there's a lot it's french wine labeling is all about region less about Mm -hmm. what's in the bottle so yeah, that's, that's why France is so hard to navigate. It is, yeah. 
uh, I guess this styles, I mean, an old world Chardonnay and a new world Chardonnay, I don't think they're terribly different just depending whether oak was involved or not, I think. I think you're right because I'm drinking an Italian Pinot Grigio right now. And it tastes very new world if I had to label it, but it's coming from Sicily, right. which is very old world place. Yeah. And I think, so we'll get to Pinot Grigio in a minute, but I think that has a lot to do with climate, just like Chardonnay, because in the in the hotter climate Chardonnays, you'll get a lot more of the sugar developments. You're going to get more tropical fruit flavors, ripe apples, you know, things like that. Maybe even some peach, some, you know, stone fruit. But in the cooler stuff, like in Canada, it's just a little more mellow, a little softer. Maybe the acid's a little higher. It's good. They're good. They're good. So, I mean, I, I like Chardonnay. But, you know, pairing it, I tend to think about, it's almost like red wine, like roast chicken and roast pork and white meats. You can go heavier with Chardonnay. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think my, like if I was going to do, well, it's not that crazy because I do this all the time, but I, pizza for me where, you know, maybe even it has pepperoni or, you know, the meats. I like the Chardonnay. I think it can go right up against those big flavors. Yeah, they're, they're, they can be medium, not, not quite full body, but for a white, I would say it's one of the more fuller bodied whites. It is. Yeah. Would you say that? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And so I like for an unusual pairing, I like wine with pizza. How about you? I could see a pasta, but not with a red sauce, like a pasta with seafood or primavera. It's not too classic, but you know, you, you could try it if you've never tried that before. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. That'd be good. Where do you normally get yours from? What country? For me, I like this is tougher because it's not always labeled, but I like the I like France because they're usually done very middle of the road, a little bit fruity, a little bit a little bit acid, not oaked. Um, for me, France. How about you? Where are you going for your shard? I'll pick mine up from Niagara, Canada. They're also a cooler climate, probably in the ballpark of the French style right not you know not like the california americans where it's as as you said oaked or uh fuller body or heavier yeah it's also like a light more acidic fruitier chardonnay in canada yeah i think the americans specifically the californians are getting a lot less heavy-handed with their oak like it used to be bad <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah you just wouldn't buy any chardonnay no no right. so they're getting a lot less heavy-handed with it um and there's some good ones like we don't want to give everybody the wrong impression i mean i've had good oak chardonnays but it's just when they just kill it with the oak i, I can't it's a pass. Yeah, it's too heavy. Yeah. Well, moving on, Sauvignon Blanc, another really popular grape around the world. It's grown a lot of places. Um, I think the textbook place for it is New Zealand. Um, when I did my sommelier exam, that was my blind my blind taste test was a Sauvignon Blanc, and you had to guess New Zealand. And there's there's a really easy way to t- <laughs> there's a really easy way to test uh, typical New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc. And I think we've talked about it before in the pod, but there's a very unique flavor profile they call civet, C-I-V-E-T. It's cat urine. It just kind of... I don't have a cat. I don't, when people say that, I have no idea. <laughs> if you have a friend who has a cat with a litter box, but you know none, none of the solids in it, just the liquids. Um, <laughs> yeah, I get it. It's kind of... It's unique. <laughs> Do they also call it gooseberry, right? Yeah, that's a more, lot of the time. Yeah, gooseberry is the common um, descriptor. And then if it's like really strong uh, onto the, the cat piece of it flavor style. No one's going to buy it now. No. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Sauvignon producers <laughs> of the world. Um, style wise, I think we're looking at something that's it's acidic. It's a little bit tart. In my experience, mm-hmm. I don't I don't really encounter them as really sweet. No, no, no. 
I think they do well in, in hot climates like like New Zealand. One of the interesting things I find about them and in France. So if you ever see a um, bottle called Fumé or Fumé Blanc, that's Sauvignon Blanc that's been put into charred barrels. Um, and it has a bit of a snoky note. I, I'm not going to say I love it or hate it. I think it's going to be a very individualistic experience. So I would say if anybody, if you ever see a Fumé Blanc, uh, try. Like they're not terribly expensive. I've tried one from Ontario actually, and it was okay as an interesting kind of experiment thing. Not something I'd buy on the regular, Yeah, but fun to try because it is different. Yeah. I think they're served mostly like with fishes and things that are a little more delicate. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah I, I don't love the smoky note. I mean, it works in some wines like um, that uh, Smoking Loon you reviewed the other day, the campfire one. Yeah, that Zinfandel was really campfire smoky. But it worked. It, w- it was very nice. Yeah. But it's a red wine. Right. So yeah. Fumé Blanc smoked white wine, really, really different. Something totally unique. interesting. Try it yeah, out. Try yeah, try it. Definitely try it. Uh, like you were talking about, you know, gooseberry, you get some citrus. They can be a little grassy, I think grassy for sure yeah yeah what's another way to describe grassy that people would understand hay ah yeah like like when you when you drive by a farmer's field like straw hay yeah Yeah. exactly that's very if i was doing a blind taste test and i got that note i would immediately try to guess sauvignon blanc right right and then pairing wise i think we're more more on the white meats again sort of porks shellfish yeah definitely like kind of the roasted chicken breast like i'm thinking like a chicken supreme not like a whole roast chicken um and then goat cheese is is one that's good and i think it works you know goat cheese got a little i don't want to use the word funk in the wrong way like a tang that's the perfect word a tang and the sauvignon blanc's got that gooseberry kind of tang so they kind of go together they match well yeah, yeah definitely yeah i think alternately for me this is really specific i mean sauvignon blanc i like kind of straight up alone without food but you know the white cheddar popcorn i think the most popular brand is smart food yeah i think they go really well because again that there's that bit of a tang from the white cheddar and then just i could see that yeah and then just straight pretzels i just kind of like that salty that's a good call too straight pretzels white sauvignon blanc how about you what about uh what are your alternatives yeah i went for more of uh i, I was thinking what would i have for dinner with a sauvignon blanc that's a little different and i was thinking maybe just pasta with pesto like a green one basil pesto mm, yeah. that makes sense because it's it's earthy it's earthy you get the pine nuts in there and the olive oil and that sharp sauvignon blanc i think would just cut through it through. nicely so instead of like a fruity flavor you're going for a crisper cleaner cut through that that olive oil pine nut that's what i'm thinking i like that that's smart that's a good one where do you typically buy your sauvignon blancs from you said new zealand's a good place new zealand's kind of like they produce a textbook sauvignon blanc canada can do a pretty good one it's not super popular grown in the states um yeah i think i would i think i would go to new zealand if i you know want a textbook sauvignon blanc how about you that's your best call for sure new zealand one of our i checked before we got going one of our five star sauvignon blancs is actually from chile it's the adobe reserva um that we both like that we one. both like that one a lot and i was i was kind of did a double take there it's like chile really okay cool i mean but it makes sense it's it's a hotter climate you're getting you know as much sugar as you can produced into it as possible which is not a lot but uh it's a good one check it out adobe that was a, that was a great one yeah 
Adobe Reserva, five out of five. It's on the uh, nosnob.com website. Yep, that's from Chile. And if you don't find that, pick up something from New Zealand. Yeah, absolutely. Move over to Pinot Grigio. Now, this is interesting. Sometimes Pinot Gris, it's called. Very popular Italian white wine. Talking about a more, again, a dry, acidic. I think they're refreshing summer day wine. Is it a sipper or is it a food wine in your experience? Very popular in restaurants. Mm, very. This is one of their big whites that a lot of people go to. So it does accommodate food really well. Yeah, it sips well. But the thing I find strange about Pinot Grigio is they can have really high sugar contents, but they don't taste sweet to me, like especially the Italian styled ones. Yeah, this one is actually extra dry, but it, it tastes, there's a perceived sweetness. So it's, this is actually the opposite. You're sipping a Pinot Grigio literally as we speak. Yeah, as we speak, I'm sipping an Italian Pinot Grigio. And it is extra dry because it's seven grams per liter residual sugar. It's lowish. It's classified, you know, dry, extra dry. But you you would have fooled me just because of the the honey notes Mm. behind it and everything. It's it's really nice. So that's surprising. We're going to get into it in the review because you're going to review it in a minute. But... I'll review what, what country is it from? This is Italian. It's Italian. Sicily specifically. Interesting, because yeah. my experience with Italian Pinot Grigio has always been a little more austere, a little drier, a little mouth puckering, but interesting. Sort of the more, what I'll call new world, Pinot Grigio's Canada, US, they have more fruit. In my, what I, I, I taste more fruit, but. I was surprised with this one. Huh. Okay, well, let's stay tuned for the review. <laughs> Pinot Grigio, for, for me, I think of like melons, I think of citrus, you know, they talk about minerals. What does it mean to you? That that sounds right, in the ballpark for sure. What about food? What are, what are the classic, what would you put your Pinot Grigios with? I think I would just have this with uh, your general appetizers or just like a sandwich, a hoagie okay type deal a hoagie so what about a hoagie so is that your standard rec or your alternate recommendation this is an alternate recommendation it's like classically you would just have this with like a starter in your dinner right i think you th- so it's 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 for the lighter food you, you're looking at. i think so yeah which yeah. makes sense in a in a hoagie but i can see it like if you got that nice you got that sub sauce and sort of those you know those nice meats that kind of don't have a real flavor like an indiscriminate meat flavor <laughs> yeah exactly just like your generic submarine sandwich right you could definitely pair with a pinot grigio i like yeah. that no that makes sense yeah. yeah i like that a lot yeah how about yourself drinking with pinot grigio so i maybe it's just my experience but i would actually i like my pinot grigios against something big and fatty and rich so like a classic backyard barbecue burger you know maybe with some cheese on it american style you know yellow yeah definitely i could see that but maybe that's more like to me pinot grigio is a hot weather wine for me like it's not something i would reach for in the you know these waning days of winter we're in yeah not really definitely more of a summer sipper type wine yeah all right i think both of our foods uh, reflect that too you said yeah barbecue and i said just a sandwich like picnic type food yeah nothing serious Nothing no. serious with those with those wines. All right, so that Chardonnay, Sauvignon Blanc, and Pinot Grigio, uh, definitely uh, you know the more popular wines. They're all grown uh, around the world. You can get them anywhere. But I think you know in our future episodes of our deep dives, we'll we'll try some more exotic ones. But we want to give everybody just a, a baseline Chardonnays, an oaked Sauvignon Blanc. Try a Fumé if you can get your hands on one, and Pinot Grigio. Definitely try Italian, and then try other places around the world. You probably won't be disappointed. Good advice. 
And we were just talking about your Pinot you're drinking as we record. Uh, why don't you tell everybody how that's going? Yep, I'm drinking a Fantini Pinot Grigio 2021 for the high price of 10 full dollars. 10 whole dollars. Yep, 10, 10 whole ten. dollars. <laughs> So what I'm getting on the nose is a golden pear, honey, and melon. Fresh, light, and crisp with lots of golden pear, honey, and melon flavors. Light body with an extra dry sugar content. However, I wouldn't have guessed because it's very flavorful and the honey notes trick you into perceiving some sweetness on the finish. It has a good balance, leans a little acidic, easy drinking, and a great price for $10. From Sicily, Italy, Fantini Pinot Grigio 2021, 4 out of 5 stars, $10. For my wine, I had a Chardonnay uh, from Argentina, which... You know, makes sense. Uh, it's not something I uh, I don't usually find Chardonnays from from that part of the world. Uh, but I was pleasantly surprised. I had it uh, opened it before dinner uh, the other night. Tasted it, uh, wrote it up. It was really surprising. Had it with some pepperoni pizza, uh, heavily loaded pepperoni pizza. It was great. They worked perfectly together. Um, so this is a fusion organic Chardonnay 2020. I got honeysuckle, cantaloupe, and unripe peach. Uh, maybe that doesn't sound appealing, but it was just a very specific stone fruit late in the summer, not quite fall um, flavors. It was really good. It, it worked because the, the wine had a nice bit of acidity, had a slightly tart finish. The tart finish worked because it made me just want another sip. And so it was going down really smoothly. Despite coming from a warmer climate, Argentina, it did have many characteristics of French style Chardonnay, which was a surprise, uh, a great surprise. At 13.5% alcohol, it had a nice bit of heat, uh, but it, it dissipated really quickly. And, you know, sometimes some Chardonnays can be very mouth coating. This one came in and went out quick. I liked it. I would absolutely buy again. I thought it was a great deal. Fusion Organic Chardonnay 2020 Twelve dollars and twenty cents. Five out of five stars. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Be sure to rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts, as it helps other people find us. Yeah, tell your friends about the podcast. We know they drink wine too. <laughs> for more information on any of the wines we discussed, go to nosnobwine.com or check the show notes for links. The Wine Podcast for Everyone is a production of No Snob Media. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 